And welcome back to another edition of City View with Mayor Tom Koch, one of Podcast Quincy's shows, actually our only show right now. We plan on having others, and uh, Mayor, welcome. Hello, Mark. I, I was talking, uh, we were last night, uh, we went to, this is, we record this on Wednesday, and you know, we're going to try and get it up on Wednesdays or Thursday at the latest, but we were at the Quincy Chamber annual meeting. Yeah, up at Granite Lakes. Yeah, and a lot of folks had mentioned uh, the podcast and that they're listening to it, so that's really exciting. Yes. So what do we got, three or four now? (laughs) Adding up. We've got six up there now. So (laughs) this is episode number seven, and uh, it was good to see folks like Jordan Rich and and Chart Productions, you know, say what a a fine production that this is. So a nice podcast this is. Uh, uh, Yeah, I did run into a couple of people that have uh, listened and appreciate the depth of the issues. You know, sometimes you... You only hit on issues. You don't get much into it. So they like they appreciate the details. So it's good. I'm glad we can uh, connect with people and share the information. What's going on in our city? You know, as they often say, we can disagree on policy and priorities, but we should all agree on the facts, right? For sure. So we want to get the facts out. And it is a different uh, form of media. Like we, like we, you have said many times, this is just one more thing that we're doing to let folks know what we're doing. Because of your time in city government as a public servant you've sort of spent time in a lot of areas so you can this is the e- i don't what think you anyone saying? Could, been in too long no i think it, <laughs> it's for a podcast of this kind where we're talking about different issues every week we're at least hitting on three major pro- major uh, issues or happenings in the city of quincy mm-hmm. you're really able to sort of go into every issue and sort of pick it apart and dissect it unlike anyone else are you uh, looking for racists? No, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's just, <laughs> it's kind of a cool thing. I, you know. I don't know any better. I mean, um, I'm blessed to have had a ter- tremendous, really, professional career with the city and uh, started on the Frank McCauley, worked on the Jim Sheets, worked on the Bill Phelan, and, of course, uh, this is my 12th year serving as mayor. So I, I, I love this city. Uh, I've learned a lot over the years. I've been involved in so many different aspects of municipal life. So uh, if I don't know it by now, there's something wrong, right? And that's simply what I meant. I wasn't trying to be a suck-up, but since you mentioned Ray's, no, I'm only kidding. Anyway, on to the first issue of the day. And again, welcome, everybody. We're going to talk about the General's Bridge. It's the sort of the, the new piece of news that's out there and the major piece of infrastructure that's happening in the downtown. Um, not that we're always talking about the downtown, but it is a major happening and a historic time for the city of Quincy. So why don't you talk a little bit about what the General's Bridge is and how that's going to work. Sure. Well, let me, before I get into that kind of detail, I got a call the other day from Ed Fitzgerald, a friend over at the uh, Historical Society. And uh, Katie came in and said, Ed Fitzgerald's on the phone. He said, General Sullivan's standing right next to him. Now, we've been trying to reach out to General Gordon Sullivan for over a year with emails <laughs> and stuff. It, it, and here he is. He just, you know, he's, he's in Quincy. So I get on the phone and spoke to him, and uh, he was looking for the bridge. He says, well, General, the bridge isn't done yet. Um, we're about to get under construction, and we're going to have a huge dedication ceremony. And but he's back this way. He was all over the place for many years, so trying to track him down was a little challenging. Mm. So Gordon Sullivan uh, was from Lincoln Square. He was chief of staff of the Army back in the seventies into the eighties. Um, very well known name in the services. He kind of rebuilt the Army. Um, so oddly enough, a day before that, I got a call from uh, General Ronald Rand, who's the Air Force General, going to be honoring on the bridge as well. He's from Quincy Point. And uh, he was just checking in because he's got a family member getting married um, this fall, and he wanted to make sure that there was no conflict because he said I had talked about maybe around Veterans Day. So it was just funny how two of them called, two out of the group were honoring within the day of each other. Um, so 
made a date with each of them for lunch when the weather gets better so they could see the Hancock Adams Common and show them around, see what's going on. But the city has had a long history of uh, really stepping up, uh, men and women uh, joining the Adams forces and serving. Of course, we get a lot of heroes from the city that, that gave their life in service to our nation. And then we got a lot of uh, leadership over the years uh, that rose up the ranks. Sure. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. So, um, you know, obviously the obvious one is, is Joe Dunford, who's chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who was a uh, Marine commandant and uh, moved up the ranks. I mentioned Gordon Sullivan. I mentioned Ronald Rand. Uh, I am told that uh, General McConville, who is um, James McConville, who is, uh, let's see, vice chief of staff of the Army, has just been elevated to chief of staff of the Army. So he's the highest-ranking Army person, wow. uh, Carly, he has the job that once Gordon Sullivan held uh, because the uh, the chief of staff of the Army is stepping up, as I understand, into Dunford's role because Dunford will be retiring. Right. right. Um, so it's pretty remarkable um, the amount of leaders we've had from Quincy to serve and lead our armed forces. Uh, and it's a, it's a great service. I mean, these guys, you know, it sounds, you know, certainly glorious when you're the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, but... Working your way in the service, up the ranks, constantly moving, reassignments, moving your family all over the place, um, and seeing, um, you know, seeing up front the horror of war, um, because they've all seen it. Uh, it's, it's not an easy thing. So, though we should continue to honor those that have fallen, we should all, always honor those who serve. Uh, I thought it appropriate that we honor those that have uh, really risen through the ranks and provide the leadership for, for those that serve. So... Uh, we're looking at um, five or six at this point, a more modern day ones. I mean, John Hancock was a general, you know, you <laughs> yeah, could yeah. go way back. Um, but it uh, looks like uh, Ronald Rand, Air Force General, uh, Gordon Sullivan, Army General, James McConville, Army General, Joe Dunford, Marine General, Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff, Charlie Sweeney was, was an uh, Army General. Uh, he was the on both flights that dropped the uh, the atomic bombs in Japan. Um and uh, we're looking at um, a couple of others that may fall into a category as well. Uh, so we're, got, we're doing the research now. But MassDOT, it's a project of Mass Department of Transportation. It's a $10 million project. It's going to be located over uh, off of Bergen Parkway across from Burger King. Uh, so right by the old Commonwealth building. And uh, some people remember the Chevys. Uh, <laughs> but that bridge will be under construction uh, this summer, they're doing the laydown areas now. They're preparing. So there's a lot of foundation work to be done. And actually, then the the bridge is prefabbed and placed, put into place, the accelerated bridge program around the state. That's how they do it now. It's a little tricky going over tracks. you got to make sure everything is in complete order. But, um, you know, looking forward to getting under construction. It's going to be an a, uh, important egress in and out of the downtown. So it'll be right turn in off of Bergen and right turn out onto Bergen when it's finished. And it lines up with Cliveden Street. So if you come in there, you can go straight up through to Cliveden, which these streets are going to be renamed, yeah. again with the generals, right out to Hancock Street. And then uh, you're going to see changes across from Cliveden because it's going to be a driveway, a road, if you will, that's going to go into the new Hancock parking garage that's uh, under construction as we speak. I was over there uh, the other day and seeing all the foundation work being finished up. Which so will be finished this year. The garage will be opened in September. Fantastic. So the big crane shows up next week. They start to put it together like Legos. But uh, So we're grateful for, again, for the governor, lieutenant governor, our legislative delegation for funding the General's Bridge. It was talked about uh, since our first vision of the downtown, another egress. Because uh, the north-south stuff is fairly easy, but getting across the tracks 
we only have so many connections across the city. So right. this is another important connection for yeah, them. Yeah, to do, I, and I know that a lot of this major infrastructure coming down, especially with the new um, medical facilities sites and the new hotel, you need that kind of uh, egress in here, right? You just Absolutely. Can't. I mean, it's it's a combination of, of public investment and private investment. Sure. And without the public investment, the private investment won't follow. Exactly. So okay. it's important stuff. Well, thanks for that update. Uh, moving on to another sort of folk, uh, major piece of infrastructure that's happening on C Street. Why don't we talk about the... Uh, Sure, sure. C Street um, is is the main thoroughfare that uh, people, whether you live in Germantown, Hausnack, Adam Shaw, uh, or a good part of Marymount, you know, C Street is the road to get in and out of. You 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 know, you're feeding two peninsulas uh, from C Street, and dif- it's difficult in the morning and the evening commutes. Um, so we've had um, several meetings. We uh, have it now uh, securing it on the on the tip list, which is a the, the regional. Uh, decision making on on road work around the greater Boston area, uh, but you know Representative Chan and uh, Senator Keenan were very active in securing some funding uh, for this through the state. It's a combination of State Road, which is Quincy Shore Drive under DCR, sure. and the City Street of C Street. So we took care of all the right of ways portion of it. We had to buy some property. So if you're leaving Housenick in the morning, we're widening it out a little bit so that instead of two or three cars. Uh, stop there, uh, and you can't get beyond them because you know you can't get to the right turn lane. Right. This will allow more flow for those that are getting onto Quincy Shore Drive. The whole intersection will be rebuilt to be much safer for everybody, vehicles and pedestrians. It'll operate more efficiently for sure. And when intersections like that operate more efficiently, then people that normally would cut through the neighborhoods to avoid a light are less apt to do that. So it's it's a it's a quality of life thing as well. So this is the first phase. It'll go down to um, roughly Narragansett. That whole area is going to be rebuilt as well, so Narragansett and then uh, near Grumpy Whites where people go into Quincy with hockey. There's going to be a new physical light there as well. Uh, Narragansett, that area will be narrowed down so it's safer. Crosswalks be safer. And then eventually the whole project will go down to Palmer Street, um, down C Street. So we'll continue to, to work the project all the way down, uh, making it uh, safer, prettier, brighter, um, you know, bike lanes, uh, just bringing it up to modern time. So, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good project. And and um, you know, one of the other projects we'll we'll be talking about, uh, I think today, uh, we'll also talk about that other intersection, Southern Artery and, and Coddington. You know, and as with all of these projects, especially from the General's Bridge to the C Street project, there is a little bit of pain. But when it's all finished, this is what the pain is for. And we, whenever these projects are happening, it's always a little bit difficult for a little while. But then, you know, Wallace, look, Wallison Station is almost open. It's almost done, yes. Yeah, so. uh, looking at this summer to be reopened. So, a- absolutely. I mean, you know, um, we're built out city, so there's no easy way to do these projects. Right. Um, so, uh, we, you know, it, it's good we're getting them done. And you think about the infrastructure improvements done in this city over the last 10 years, and I want to thank our partners in state government. Again, you know, uh, the dean of the delegation, uh, Ron Mariano, majority leader, uh, representative from Quincy Point, represents Weymouth as well. Uh, Senator Keenan, uh, Quincy, Braintree, Abington. Fantastic. Holbrook. Yeah. Um, you got, uh, you know, Representative Tacky Chan, Representative Bruce Ayers, Representative Dan Hunt. They've been tremendous in advocates for us uh, at the table. Um, Governor Baker, Lieutenant Governor Polito, they, they've been phenomenal to work with. Mm. And so we've seen... The Four River Bridge was talked about for decades. <laughs> you know, right. you got a brand new Four River Bridge now. Uh, beautiful, working beautifully. It's it's up higher. It doesn't have to be opened as often. And when it's opened, although they had a little mishap a couple of weeks ago, 
uh, it's it's up and down much faster than the old drawbridge yeah. type of uh, Vasco uh, Bridge. Any, but anyway, so you get that. We had the work done on the Ponset Bridge, even though we could use a couple more lanes on the Ponset Bridge. The, the bridge was rebuilt. Looks There's great. been work done on some of the bridges that go across the MBTA tracks. The state's spending almost a billion dollars on the red line. New cars will be arriving next year. Um, we're now discussing the replacing of the old diesel fleet of the buses for the T. So a lot of good things going on with the partnership at, uh, at the In state level. In a short level. period of time, too, really. it's not. You know, we're not talking about decades. It's all happening right now. It is so happening. Really it is happening. Yep. All right, so moving on to what we were going to talk about sort of after the C Street project, which is the new public safety building or uh, something you would, was included in the um, capital improvement plan, I believe, last time, right? Why don't you talk share a sure. little bit about it, what that is? Actually, um, we're going to be putting on the city council agenda um, the second meeting of April. The first meeting is, is Monday night. Um, the second one, I I want to say is the 22nd because of the school vacation week. It's not the normal third week. Uh, but we're going to be going to the council with a concept, with a design showing um, a new public safety headquarters. So if anyone has had the opportunity to visit our police station um, oh, on your own now, not yeah. being taken <laughs> in by uh, by a cruiser, but if right. you've visited the station, it's not, uh, not very welcoming. Uh, the building is very inefficient. It um, It is obsolete falling it apart. doesn't meet the yeah. need it literally is falling apart it was a patch job years ago uh that was unfortunate so you know everything is wrong with it hvac we get leaks we get le- leaks in the walls it's it's really a mess um and it's certainly unsightly it's not one of my certainly favorite uh, public buildings in our city so in fact i would consider it the worst uh appearing and and uh operational right. just just not a good site uh and of course over time you know, with technology and, and all, things change. And um, your requirements and standards for these facilities change dramatically. And, and I've seen a lot of towns around us build new stations, not just for the sake of building them, but to meet that new, uh, you know, the new standard, if you will. So we're looking at, uh, obviously, C Street, where the current location is. Uh, and we're looking at um, probably buying the Bryan Post property. Uh, George F. Bryan used to be a Legion Post. There's a Can Redemption Center over there right now, a real high-end use. Um, so <laughs> what are you uh, trying to say god forbid we, gotta, we might lose that as a, as a business um, but um that'll give us from c street over to broad street out to southern artery with kind of a large um you know footprint if you will to to do a new building on so we've had a lot of meetings uh with various departments um so it'll be obviously primarily a new police station we're looking at putting the fire department administration there uh and fire alarm um so you know the Administrative deputy, the chief, the chief, the administrative deputy, uh, training rooms, um, fire preventions, those those folks that deal with the public on smoke alarms and all that. You know, they're just so jammed at the central firehouse as it is now. So a number of those functions will come over to the to the uh, public safety headquarters as well. We're looking at putting inspectional services there, which is they're on top of each other at 55 C Street. The space is, is ridiculous. Right. Um, and again, to serve the public, um, it's it's not a good situation. So that, we've got the veteran services, which is kind of isolated out behind the firehouse up on High School Avenue. It's an old bungalow. It's a Spanish War veterans post way back when. Wow. And then the Grange was in there. The old, I don't know if anyone remembers that organization. The Grange used to have uh, places all over the country, uh, more for farm areas. But so, you know, we'd bring that into the, to the new building and bring them all together. Uh, the health department is at the Kennedy Center, uh, but the Council on Aging programs, the elder service programs, uh, have grown dramatically, and they could use the entire space down there. So the idea is to move the health department in here as well. So you'll have 
special services, health department, police, fire, all together. There's a lot of across, you know, permitting and issues that they all deal with. Uh, make a, uh, I think, a real efficient uh, municipal complex. Um, so, you know, conceptually, we're going to be presenting to the city council what we think uh, the space requirements are, what we think it may look like. Um, now, there's uh, another disruption of this, and that is the old, the Father Bill shelter. Um, the Father Bill shelter is in a city building. That was the old motor, uh, registry of motor vehicles. That's where right. I got my uh, license really? at one time on Broad Street. Um, and then when they moved on, um, the city then decided to do something with for the homeless situation that we were struggling with in the city. So I hear from a lot of people on the homeless issue, you know, just close it, let them go somewhere else. Or, um, you know, I understand with it comes some challenges, but not everyone that's homeless goes to the shelter. You know, we got people living in, in lean twos and tents that were constantly moving along and trying to get them help and getting them out of the parks and so forth. Um, so I mean, there's a lot of mental illness out there that, right. you know, when the state closed all those hospitals years ago and dumped them in the street, it's amazing. this is what's happened. Um, it's not a good thing now that they're on the streets. So, we, you know, that's an issue that's going to have to be looked at at some point. But having said that, I, I remember when Father Bills was put together and um, named for Father Bill McCarthy from right. St. John's. The clergy members all got together because... Homeless were all over the place, and they were sleeping in doorways. They were sleeping in basements of churches, and so they got together. and And and, and it's, of course, it's uh, that was a long time ago. It was essentially to get them in out of the cold, if you will. Now it's uh, it's far more sophisticated than that. There's more services, and they try to integrate them back into regular housing stock and get them the medic medication they may need. In some cases, uh, a lot of sad cases, uh, a lot of unique cases. A lot of people live paycheck to paycheck, and if there's an interruption. They could be on the street. Right. So, you know, we can't turn our back on our brothers and sisters. We're all part of that same family, sure, sure. human family. Uh, but the concept is going to be a little different. So they'll physically move a little further down broad, closer to public works. Uh, but we have had discussions with uh, John Yuzinski and the folks there. And the idea of pushing them out in the morning and just throw them back on the street has been problematic for us. So the thought is is a little different. It would be a complete center where... Um, folks that are there can access services, computers, whether they're looking for job, job training. Uh, sure. job training. Uh, they can have breakfast in there, um, a library in there. They can access things. Um, so it, it's a whole different concept. And so I think that is going to be well-received uh, overall because they end up um, you know, migrating into the square and, and just hanging out. And, and, and look, at uh, most of them are good people and um, just have had some issues, but it makes people uncomfortable sometimes at the library. And um, so I think this will continue to serve a population that needs emergency help, but also may help with some of the other uh, issues in around Quincy Center related to some of the homeless uh, issues. Now, again, it's not all Father Bills. I was the park commissioner for many years, and we used to have to go in and clean out sections of Faxon Park, Mound Street, the Crusher down House Neck, uh, a number of locations where it becomes dangerous. They they move furniture in, they move little stoves in, and and you know you got kids sure. playing, yeah. and and you know at the end of the day we all we all have a heart, but we also have to be reasonable and practical. That we don't know where these people are from, some of these folks, and the, the backgrounds where they're from. So it's in our best interest to keep these uh, potential problems from happening in the parks. You get kids playing in the parks. You know we don't know what the background of some of these folks are. So. I think this is a good program. Uh, we'll continue to be aggressive in keeping the streets and the parks safe and, and uh, insulated from this, but we as a city of 96,000 can't just close a shelter. 
right. too many needs out there. Right. Well, thanks for that. And uh, we do have a little bit of time to just talk about which is something we talked about on our first or second episode. But you know, it's a pretty big deal when how many schools now have been built since under your tenure here. So this is our third brand new school. The old Sterling Middle School is closing, and the new Southwest Middle School is about to open. Yes, it's it's exciting. It really is. Yeah, beautiful. And, uh, I want to thank uh, State Treasurer Deb Goldberg and her team, Jim McDonald, Jack McCarthy, who worked very close with the city a number of years ago. They they said to the board up there, well, a number of communities in the audience, uh, follow the model of Quincy. They know how to get it done. They know how to do the applications. They know how to do the drawings. They know how to put the plan together. So, um, And that's a credit to our public buildings department. Uh, superintendent and his team, uh, you know, it's 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 a good thing. I mean, we we share in, um, you know, the resources of the Cornwall to, to rebuild these buildings. And uh, I think Sterling's around 63% reimbursable. The auditorium is not reimbursable. It's one of those items, but I'm not going to build a middle school without an auditorium. Understood. Yeah, that. So, sure. uh, we'll most parents because, would agree. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I would think so. But, you know, Sterling was an old, tired building. That yeah. doesn't mean people didn't have great memories from there. Uh, but the reality is that the building was beyond repair, uh, and uh, the state agreed it was time for replacement. And we use the same architect as we had at Central. They've done a phenomenal job. Uh, if anyone's driven by Granite Street or, or behind a Robert Street and you look up and you see it, it's uh, it's really a beautiful building. It fits more nicely with the residential character of the neighborhood. The old building was masonry and cold and a, a uh, not the prettiest color brick. Um, this is more residential looking. It's got the wood panel look to it, a lot more glass. Um, but we're looking around June 3rd, uh, after a weekend, uh, we were originally going to do an April vacation, but with the lockout with the gas, we had some challenges getting, getting, uh, the hookups ready and all the commissioning done in the building. So it looks like around that time, uh, beginning of June, we'll move the kids into the new building and then that will allow us to go in, uh, in the month of June and mitigate the issues in the old building inside, uh, and then once school is out, the demolition of the old building will happen, and then the landscaping and finish work will be done so that when the kids come back in September, it's all done. It's all <laughs> yeah. finished. So uh, it's an exciting project. I've had the luxury of looking inside, and it really is. That auditorium mm-hmm. is beautiful. The open spaces, the, op- the way the classrooms are, are, are put out, uh, it was over there with, with the It was doctor. well thought out. Yeah. really was well thought out. Um, and the, the classes are, are separated, you know, the fourth grade, fifth grade. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, the 5th, 6th, and 7th, and 8th. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just another sign of the city's commitment and belief in the importance of education for young people. It really is. Um, so it, it's a good project. Um, excited that it's coming to uh, completion. And then in back there, we're going to be, uh, we'll talk more in another show, but Kincaid Park is going to be completely rebuilt, and, and I'm excited about that. But because between the two of these, and you've got Link Hankin across the street, uh, it's really an underserved neighborhood. And, um, and I say that respectfully, a lot of great hardworking people up there, but it's been underserved in some ways, certainly for the park side. Uh, it's got a lot of old, tired uh, housing up through there. Um, so I think this will lead to new private investment, like I mentioned earlier. You know, public investment leads to private investment. I think there'll be more uh, projects in some of the homes around up there, and, and uh, that'll be exciting to see as well. So good stuff. Good stuff, really is. Yeah, it really is exciting, Mayor. Thank you very much again for uh, sharing uh, all of this new info and for the updates on all of these projects. We'll be back next week to do it again, but we'll also be back 
via video, something we were do, we've been doing since I've been here uh, for the last few years. It's been a privilege and an honor to do it. It's, so the, the weather is much nicer, so we'll actually walk the grounds of Sterling and, and uh, where the General's Bridge is. And, and we want people to, to know that those videos are coming out there in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be putting out our first one. Our, our next one, actually, we have 60 videos or something that you've done that are on our YouTube channel. So we ask you to go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, press that button to be, notif- be notified when a new video goes up. We also really want you to subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about it because that's how this is going to grow. This We're seven episodes in uh, as of this episode, and people are walking up to the mayor and saying they're listening to the podcast, and this is just one other way of doing it. And I, I like this way of doing it because it's a relaxed sort of conversational thing, and that's what we've been hearing. So beyond that, please subscribe to this. Tell your friends about the podcast. Podcast Quincy is what it's called. This is City View with Mayor Tom Koch. Also find us on social media and uh, like us. Follow us, and you'll see us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter as the City of Quincy official, or the or City of Quincy is what it is. You can find us there. Thank so, you, Mac. Mayor, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next time.